Tootie. Um, my mom used to call it Tootie. <laughs> my mom uh, used to say, "Your piggy." <laughs> yeah, your, I your, can't. Your, your, your mom. You remember that? You wash your piggy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, pleasant good evening. <laughs> Hello, good night. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Um, this is the ADD Podcast, man. Special Mother's Day edition. Can we call the episode Yumuma? <laughs> too much? Yumuma. I like it. <laughs> Yo, Tina, what's up? Nothing, man. We out here in these streets. No. I'm just, I've been thinking about, like, what am I going to do? It's so soft. For Mother's Day. My fro. Yeah, it don't smell nice, but it, it feels It smells, what are you talking about? It smells like black girls. It smells like coconut. Oh, a little bit. It still kind of smell kind of frozy. What? You wildin'. There's <laughs> yeah. coconut and then there's peppermint oil in my hair also. You know, cooling the scalp. You feel me? My hair needs to scalp, scalp tingling. Oh, yeah, Facts. Fact. So, um, yeah, so. Is yeah. there like, do you guys just celebrate regular Mother's Day in Trinidad? Because Haiti has its own Mother's Day. I don't know. Mom, they celebrate Mother's Day in Trinidad? Do they celebrate Mother's Day in Trinidad? Huh? Oh, huh. Yeah. See. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you try what's said. Mm. The most gifts that we want to say. He said, and part of it is the most collect calls. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. That's horrible. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, we're going to. They're calling from jail. Yeah, no, I know. The most collect calls. Yeah. Collect calls. Yeah. I started laughing today. I said, OMG. <laughs> I said, you have to sell cards. You will send Mother's Day cards all the time. Mm. But not Father's Day. You say Father's Day? Young guys, like, no cards, don't sell. Exactly. See, we don't get no love. You understand what I'm saying? Speaking of not getting love, so... Um, love don't live here no more. For real. So, um, Aisha, Miss Curry. Curry. Yes. So sure. now <laughs> so now that we're doing this, of you, now that we're talking about love, um, is your husband's love not enough for you to be happy? It's supposed to be. But is it? I mean, I don't have a husband. But would Must it be? Must be nice. Um, like, think about when you was in the deepest it of should loves be and your man was showing fulfilling. you off. Yeah. Was it fulfilling? But it like, I mean, I feel like I get what she's saying. Like, I respect her honesty by keeping it a buck. You know, it's red table talk you're supposed to. Um, but like, you know, like sometimes you just want to look good for, just so you can turn niggas down. So so that you know you still got it. I'm like, yeah, I'm married, but you know I'm still fired. I Everybody saw. knows I'm still fired. But like, man, a few years ago, niggas was like, oh, y'all bitches got to be like Aisha Curry, me, me, me. No, that, I think the situation with that is, and um, here's my advice. My advice is go through your whole face. You have to go through your whole face. I don't know if I ever really have, had one. If you have your whole face, then... Is it too you late? Never, you, no, it's never too late. You know you're single. You have a whole face. But the thing about your whole face is your whole face knows, like, it reinforces that you can get it whenever you want. So you understand what I'm mm. saying? So that's because she was going so hard to be the perfect wife for him. Yeah. Niggas, she forgot about herself. They were and like now that she's thinking about teenagers. it, now she's had the three kids. Now she has the three kids and everything. That might be semen. You should probably stop. That's <laughs> filthy, bro. So, yeah, just relax. Um, You know, I use Relaxing. this computer for um a bunch of other needs also. Use a computer for... um. <laughs> Leisure. Exactly. So, Recreation. Obviously. But, um, what you call it? Damn. I know family members going to hit us because my mom's my guest and I just said that. 
<laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I think like with how far that goes, it's like you know, Martin had the episode where he wanted to see if he still got it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I I get where she was coming from, but when you deal with a man that's respected, it's that's why we all attacked Kodak Black. Remember that? Yeah. Because because he was trying to holler at Nunu. Um, so it's like, yeah, it ha- when you deal with a man of respect, and that's what you all should aspire for, like, niggas respect the young man enough to know, like, they yeah, respect they, marriage. Yeah, that they're not even looking at you. Yeah, they respect marriage. Cause well, they're you, looking at you, but they're not saying nothing. They're not saying nothing, because if you married, and niggas know you married, they still trying to holler, they don't respect your man. Your man pussy. Pum pum. Straight up. You know, how many people trying to holler at, was trying to holler at Bumpy Johnson's wife after she died? You understand what I'm saying? Like, did Coretta Scott King get remarried? No. Did, um... Can you imagine being a nigga trying to date Dr. Coretta King's Scott? wife? Yeah. Um, the other day I was interviewing, um, you know Sean Price? Yeah. You work in Brownsville. So, um... No, you work in Brownsville. Um, I was interviewing his wife, um, for All Hip Hop, and, um, uh, my man Chuck, shout out to him, um, asked her straight up, like, are you dating now? And she was like, she just can't find anybody. Because like, resembles, nah. you know, and that's Sean Price. So imagine like a, um, imagine like a Steph Curry wife or something like that. It's difficult to measure up to. Like, yeah, man, a multimillionaire, babe. You know, it's not, and he's a respected. It's not like he cooning to be a. Right. You understand what I'm saying? He's a respected multimillionaire. He's good at what he does. Yeah, he's good at what he does. He's a great father. Like, I need a who, do, who wants to? Who wants to ruin that? Do you want to be the home record of that? Like you, like there's a dirty nigga out there who does. There's a dirty nigga because that that's dirty some ain't shit. Du- that, that's a dusty nigga. Any nigga that look at that marriage from the outside looking, I don't know what goes on on the inside, but from the outside looking at any nigga that'll be like. I take What's a chance up, of ruining Aisha? that. Yeah. What's going on? You ain't sure. I got you. I got you, baby. You what sure. you need? But, Some um, attention? Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you feel? But how do you feel about that, though? Like, It's like, I get it. Because mm-hmm. like I said, you still want to feel like, yo, I still got it. I still got the juice. But I got my man. Sometimes you don't know what that... Like, when you style up yourself and you look good, you're like, nah, somebody going to see me today. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. Um, I just feel like it's crazy to people to because of like, how their marriage is portrayed and people know who your husband is and they're kind of like, what? What more do you need than what you have? Mm-hmm. And it's like, this man has loved you since he was a teenager. Like, you guys have been together, you're married, you have kids. This man has more money than I could even think about having. You have everything and everything you want and need mm-hmm. literally at your fingertips and a man who literally loves you for all of you and then some. Mm-hmm. And you need other niggas to look at you? Why? Because it happens. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, that, that, I'm, but I'm saying this is what people are thinking. Like, what? What happens. do you need? I, what do you need? Like, I mean, so like. I don't know. Is it validating? Like, yeah, I'm still fire. The whole world knows you fire, bro. Nah, honestly, I um, damn, I don't know. Because like I said, a lot of fans, but fuck it. They going to hear what I, what I got to say. Fuck it. They going to see who, who Jamal really is. Jamal. But honestly, I'd probably fuck um, Steph Curry's mother before I'd fuck um, his wife. I'm crying. His mother's a little racially ambiguous. Like, it's like I know. She darker than, she darker than, I'm thinking. She it's darker like than I Aisha. know they're black. She darker than Aisha, though. Aisha's a very black name also. Like, I know they're black, but it's just also it's like. her face. Huh. I just want to punch her in it. Like, she looks like a Cabbage Patch doll. I'm crying. (laughs) Her head is a little big. A little? 
Every all the jokes that they used to make about Gina applied to Aisha. <laughs> it's like it's a big and like the thing is, is you could tell That's she it, works. She has a big face. You could tell like she works really hard on her body and stuff like that. But there's nothing she could do about her face. She has like six chins, and her cheeks are like humongous. And usually I'm attracted to women with um you know big cheeks, but it's got to be a little bit of slender and some meat at the you know under the neck to go with it. But she's like shaped. So you want flat. a lollipop head? You want a bubble hair? No, I don't. I want like a shapely woman with with nice big cheeks and two chins. I don't want you to have a fat double face. the chin for take double your man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even then you need some ornament for the pum pum. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the fupa is. So um, keeps it warm. Exactly, nestled. exactly, nestled. and it protects it from the rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, but this is, um, but this is a thing. And, um, nigga, I mean, niggas can't get jiggy with that. Niggas can't get, and then on top of that, you are pick, you, um, you a pick me bitch. And a pick me bitch is one of those women that do everything to look good for their husband. Mm-hmm. To make it look like their husband has a dime. When in your mind, you're regular like everybody else. You have certain insecurities, you have certain desires and things of that nature, but you want to possess to the world. Like you have, like, like when you broke, like. Um, about do like I'd like to I like to cover it up for my husband's. You understand what I'm saying? Like, relax, Listen, bitch. Like out. you married. Like you don't gotta. Do That's this already pick me. my man. Yeah, you ain't gotta do this pick me things. Especially yeah. when like like Sierra don't do pick me things. Sierra, but it seems like Sierra, Sierra run her marriage. It's yes, I'm saying Sierra's <laughs> finer than her man anyway. May don't judge man, so don't judge me. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but. Sierra, um, I didn't know he had, he had a, he has, cause he, that was the first time I heard it, but he has a nigga voice when he wanted to. Like when he really? was in the bed, when he was in the bed, he's like, sign that contract, y'all. And I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, this, I was like, oh, I like, cause I'm a football, I watch football. So I remember when, you know, Russell Wilson came in with the white woman and everything he had like to, that. He had to wait and to it be was like, negrocious. Exactly. I remember. He was like, all right, let me get in. You know what happened? He got I don't him a think, black I don't woman think he waited. I think it was, he, he got a chick from Atlanta. And yes, she, he got a black woman and realized, yeah, mm. this is the real me. Mm-hmm. I've been suppressing th- for the white shit. I don't even think so. I didn't think he knew it was there and then he discovered it and it was like, I got cornrows, y'all. And he's just making fun of him with his cornrows. Like, he looked like those bad undercover cops. Like, can I have two drugs, Thanks. Two drugs. Yo, shout Ten out to, shout out to Future, because when Future said, when he took the shot at him and he was like, never let a bitch dress me, I felt that. Because <laughs> you see what Russell was wearing before Sierra, and then you see what he was wearing after Sierra. I'm like, I don't agree with Future much on his views on women, but there's two things about Future. I respect him about being honest about his views on women. It allows us to address misogyny within the black community. You understand what I'm saying? And he stands on it. Like, you can't shake future on what he stands on. He stands on what he stands on. Enjoy. How many niggas would have simped their way into trying to get that pussy just to get played? Was she? He kept it. He kept it a buck. Shorty kept it a buck. No hard feelings, but find your way home, sis. You understand? First of all, nigga, I was never going. You wildin'. Buy my return flight, nigga. No, <laughs> no, 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 I'm no. not going if I don't got a return. That's on, that's home. on, that's on, shorty. That I'm was coming home. That was on, shorty. You I would never. Shorty, I was man. like, wait, what about my flight to go home? Oh, you know. No, and saying? I respect, I respect shorty for um keeping her wits and her morals about her. I didn't respect her for um posting the te- the DMs. 
I didn't respect that because. But it was like, what you and then uh, you know what it is? She did that because what you what you thought was it backfired. What you thought was gonna happen in the future? All that is is gonna give future clout. You understand what I'm saying? Because most niggas, whether you're married or not, whether you're the most respected man in the community, if you've getting pussy, you know, like he kept it like a buck. He shot his shot, and she said no, and he was like, "When is a famous man gonna shoot his shot at me so I can pay my loans?" Um, I just, I just you, don't want to be in debt. Like I don't need that. I'll figure the rest of the stuff out. Just get rid of my debt. Uh, that's a big thing. Um, yeah, I think. Like I just want to be walking down the street and some NFL MVP play, but like I want that regular ass bitch right there with the natural hair. Listen, if Nikki can do it, then you know. Oh shit, that's a lot of views. I didn't expect that to happen. Anyway. Like I deserve. Facts. Um. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we about to get to the meat of the episode. But before we do, I'd like Mama. to facts. Re- um. Yeah. I'd like to remind you. <laughs> Go ahead. Hum. Mama, Give me the boom. You know boom. While I cut my closer. So while I close this out, and she sings so quite beautifully. Don't you agree? Don't you agree? <laughs> I, I disagree. Even <laughs> if you don't. Like, exactly. Hype me. Um, May 18th, which is um next week, we are having our ooh, photo shoot ooh. party, our photo shoot mixer. Listen, a professional if you, party. It's professional, you know. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, a party and you're trying to ran all through and leave it to my crew. Oh, ADD forever. That's my <laughs> Yo, shout out to nephew to Don. That's my man. He lived around the corner. Um, in Flatbush, you understand what I'm saying? Shout out to I Queen Pen. I literally sat here and like twisted half of my head yeah, just to yeah. untwist. You really went um silly on us. Um, <laughs> yo, uh, but yeah, Everything May 18th, we're throwing this. Um, we're throwing a mixer crumb. event <laughs> where we're having our pictures taken. We have an open bar. We're just gonna come out. We're gonna have fun and we're gonna party with other black people trying to make it. Um, dope entrepreneurs, dope creators. I just hollered at my man Zeus. Shout out to him, man. You know, I saw Zeus is out here keeping day. the community healthy. Yeah. He lost weight, right? And he's, he's still fucking gigantic. Huge. Hey. Um, I saw him the other day. So I have like a girls group at my school that we should do Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. We do like sister circles. We also do study sessions and just have like real life conversations. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like being a teacher or a black teacher to black kids is not just about academics, but I am here to teach you life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Saturdays we have... We, we have cereal together, chilling, stuff and prom and all that good stuff. So then my coworker started a group. You really do that on your Saturdays? Yes. Wow, that's crazy. You really do like a I cry every morning life. when I have to wake up and go. Mm. But I go. So when I'm there, I'm like, you're not really my man. Like, no, I like y'all. Yeah. Um, so then my coworker started one for young men. Mm-hmm. And so they it would happen around the same time. Well, the boys would start a little earlier. And then I would go start, start, I would check in with the boys. Then when the girls group start, I would go. Mm-hmm. So the girls group, and so a friend invited um, our boys to an event for, like, you know, young men in speaking and, like, empowerment from other young black men. And so we chaperoned, but we wasn't part of it because we were the only women there. And Zeus was there, and he spoke, and he was talking to the kids, and he was telling them, you know, like, all of the, you know, bumps in the road and the hiccups and the things, like, things mm-hmm. may be going all wrong, but still believe in yourself because mm-hmm. when you really do... No matter what, the money will come. The things will come or whatever. And I sound like... Is that my... true for us? Because I feel like we really do. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm still broke. We don't know. We don't know when it's going to come. And you don't know? Shut up. 
<laughs> and it was really nice. Cause, like my kids were talking to him, and I started to like, Miss B, you know him? I said, I know all these niggas. Like mm. maybe three or four of my friends that were there, I knew. First of all, my kids are like mad overprotective because I am their school mom. First of all, these niggas better tell me Happy Mother's Day this weekend, okay? Because I am nah, everybody's snit- school mom. You're out here snitching. Whatever. Parent-teacher conference, I was lighting them up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be real if I didn't tell the truth, though. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Some of them, one of them was pressing me. Like, yo, Miss B, you good? See me talking to my homeboy. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, what? They were like, well, I don't, I don't really like when niggas be in your face. I'm like, yeah, you 14. What are you telling me? Like, I don't like when niggas be in your face. I'm like, that's cute. It was, a, it was I was flattered. I was like, you guys are overprotective over me. Yo, that's um, cute. Yo, no. Um, yo, every podcast, what we about to do is, I'm going to bring my mother, but what we got to do right now is we're going to make a video for Julius. Because he said if we make a video, we free. Oh, yeah, free. yeah, for the, for the grilled so, cheese thing. So, I figured if we both do it, we got to be doubly the freest. Free 99. The free 99. Yo, price. shout out to Julius. Yo, my God, he had the city. The city is lit right now trying to get some tickets to that rooftop event. I don't even need to go. I'm just proud of you, my guy. Um, he's hosted um, I don't a couple know, of. I like grilled he's, cheese. Yeah, I, nah, I'm kind of here for grilled cheese and a rooftop. Um, but, yo, he's um, done so many events. He's. Hosted two events. Didn't He's he been to a couple. Parties all the time. Yeah, but not on the rooftop, my nigga. Um, it's so time. It's, it's, I, I think it's time we we combine the two. You black folk always creating shit, yo. Um, and I, I want my grilled cheese authentically made with the iron. I don't want that American cheese shit. Oh, yeah. Anyway, man. Oh, you 80, want fancy brie gruyere? Um, preferably. Alone, Swiss. Swiss. I just want cheddar. But yeah. <laughs> The one I saw training. That's not like a training thing. Yeah, Pepper Jack. Happened <laughs> <laughs> to you, boy. You don't say skunk. That's Guyanese. That's the other side of the. Ow. Thing. The the other. That's the first other. of all, for no, whatever they're in South America. Yes, exactly. Anyway. We don't. That, yeah, we don't bother. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah, eighty podcast. Moving man. forward, we'll be back. Um, I'm gonna play a couple of tunes for your mommies, and hopefully it doesn't get snatched off of SoundCloud. And your pet, well, not your pappy, just your mommy. Yeah, just your mommy. We'll do your pappy next year. I mean, next month. Um, yeah, I just, I, I want some flowers next month. Anyway, I got you. Uh, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> The ADD Podcast in collaborations with Checks and Balances presents the first only on camera photo shoot mixer hosted by A. Miller the Mogul. Here you can get your professional photos done with a white background, network with some of the industry's finest photographers and videographers, and just shakers and movers within the industry. Please arrive early for our one hour open bar just to impress because we taking some professional pictures that you might want to post up on your social media. You know, show that you out here doing your thing. Of course, the vibe's going to be set by DJ Will Gates and DJ ZD. And like I said, free open bar. Get your tickets right now on Eventbrite. Get the early bird tickets right now. We're recording, so thank you. Um, they heard you threatening me. I just wanted to have it on public record. Um, you threatening me. She could take you out. For real. Alright, ADD Podcast, man. Uh, we are back and I have a special guest. Let the people know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm David's mom. David, wow. <laughs> Hello, David's mother. Hello, um, David's mom. Exactly. Um, how are you doing, David's mom? All right. Then. Um, all right. So I got this idea because um, I wanted to actually do um, grand. 
and um, you know, with circumstances as they may be, I can't really, you know, do granny right now. So, um, what you call it? I decided to do you because, um, you know, I think because I, I have like this tape with granny talking about her father and stuff like that. And you said like you've never heard granny talk about her father. So I was like, well, if that's one thing, like certain things we don't let's get on record while we can still get it on record. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I've don't think we've had conversations like deep conversations before, but mostly it's been operated on what you tell me. You understand what you're saying and what you decide you want to tell me. I've never sat down personally and just asked you questions. Okay. So I'm going to ask you questions as if like just me wanting to know and Tina, you feel free to chime in. Mm-hmm. So Ma, where are you from? Where were you born? San Fernando Trinidad. All right. And so that's one thing like you gotta bridge this gap for me. That's one thing I know like I know you was born in San Fernando. That's what you tell everybody. But I remember the house in Macoya. Macoya is not south. No, McCoy is East. McCoy is East Trinidad, right? Mm-hmm. My fault. Let me know. When we All right. So <laughs> that's where I know Granny's house from. So when did you move from San Fernando to McCoy? When I was 15 years old. Oh. Why? So you was older by the time. By this time, you've already had Alicia? I had Alicia when I was 16 going on 17. Oh, okay. So after that. So where you meet her father in McCoy? No, um, <laughs> something that some things that he doesn't want to even remember sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so you, you wasn't a lover of her? Um, I met him in, in, in the east, okay. So, Tuna, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. All right, then. So, was it your choice to move or you had to? I had to move because when your parents move, you gotta move with your parents. Mm. Mm. What age did you move out? From my mother's house? Yeah. When I was 17. So, like, right after you moved east. So, mm. what was life like in South first? Well, growing up in South is I went to school in South. Mm. Um, I went to the high school in South. Mm. Basically, we uh, used to go. I had my three sisters. My three sisters and a brother used to go to high school in South. Mm-hmm. And... It was good. Like we had good childhood days. We play a lot. Mm. We come from school. We have to do choices, chores, chores and stuff. Like was what is like taking care of the plants, taking care of the chickens, taking care of the. So was Granny strict? Granny was very strict. Granny used to work, but when she come home, she wants the whole house clean, spick and span. Oh, okay. Oh, that's all right. So that's where you got that from. That's where Samantha came from. Yes. Okay. So, um, when did you move to New York? Thirty-nine years ago. Thirty-nine years. How old are you? Mm -hmm. I can't do the math. I can't do. So about forty years ago. All right. What about? about, I had you at the age of twenty-seven. So. So, what made you move to New York? Um, seeking a better life. Mm. And when I came through Kennedy Airport, I saw the welcome sign. I say, well, they welcome me and I'm going to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, with the um, time you moved to, to New York, that was the first time here? Yeah, that's the first time. Uh-huh. I came up on a, um, a business visa, uh-huh. which I used to sell clothes and stuff home. And I went to the embassy and got a visa. And, you know... 
due to the hardship home that you couldn't get a lot of things. So, you mm. know, you decide when you come to New York, you're going to stay in New York. Mm. And I um, stayed in New York, went to school in New York. I went to, um, I started to work domestic, domestic. Like home health aides or like maids? Like a maid. Okay. My mom used to do that too. Uh-huh. And um, where you uh, first moved to? You went uh, straight to Brooklyn? Yeah, my aunt, um, Ocean Parkway. Okay. Yeah. I for first my first night slept um sleep it was in on Ocean Parkway, um sixty two Ocean Parkway. Okay, so what was what was um Brooklyn like back then? Was um Brooklyn was great. It, it it's you know your party you come home it was safe. Mm. I used to party like hell. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because once once you once you go on domestic work you go on the tr- you take the Long Island train on the Monday, mm. and on a um, Friday, mm-hmm. you come home. You start a party from the Friday night, the Saturday night, mm-hmm. the Sunday. You go. You get ready to go back to the the jam. Mm. I used to take care of a a, 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 a woman and a husband and two children. Mm-hmm. The kids. Um, they had a pizzeria store, mm. and they were nice people. Mm. And then um, from that, I stayed there like about two years. But then, you know, in order for you to get, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get a, a status, I yeah. had to stay at, on the job for like five years. And I said, no, I ain't staying on no job for no five years. Because it was kind of like you have to walk the dog, yeah, and I ain't lucky with no dog. I wasn't doing dog, the dog stuff. (laughs) (laughs) The dog stuff wasn't my kind of stuff. And (laughs) the next thing was, um, I got I got married to get my status. Mm. I'm getting married to get my status. I. But you're still friends with um with him to this day. Hmm? You still friends with him to this day? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So you were friends with him, and then you got married just for yes. the papers. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people you can't do that now, no, because they they keep they track investigating of it. Because mm-hmm. so. I know my aunt did that when she was coming from Haiti. She married like um some like her best friend's cousin just to get in and then yeah. she was like all right great <laughs> and then they got a divorce yeah. and then yeah. she married somebody else um, within one year i got my status you know like um i got my green card and you know we decided to go our separate ways yeah. and um from that we, we still we still are friends up to this day his family and they used to be keeping in touch with me and stuff and we used to you know keep it keep an open relationship mm-hmm. So, all right, so when you moved to New York, um, was Samantha and Alicia with you? No. Mm. I left Samantha and Alicia with Granny. Okay. How did that feel, like, knowing that you had to leave them? Uh, um, it was, I was leaving them in good hands with my mother. Mm-hmm. Because my mother loved them and she cared for them. Mm-hmm. But I, I never turned my back on my kids. I always mm-hmm. correspond with my kids. I always send them the best. They used to call kids like that. They call them the barrel kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and did they, they have barrels? They had the best of everything. They had the best of everything. Mm-hmm. 
like um, my first daughter tell me um, the other day that she had, she remember I brought a roller skate for her and she put on the roller skate. <laughs> and she, the first time she put on the roller skate, the whole village came out to see her and skates. <laughs> and she, something she cherished and she, she had liked that. Mm. And um, Samantha, I used to, Samantha liked to dress up. Samantha liked clothes. So I used to so send her. She was a person. Oh, Lord. Samantha was always like that. Samantha always liked clothes, clothes, clothes. A lot of clothes. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, but after five years, I I brought my kids, I, I brought my kids to New York. So Samantha was here before I was born? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Samantha was here. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and Alicia was here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So this was um by this time did you move to East Twenty First? Yeah, and I moved to East Twenty First and Flatbush. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you something about East Twenty First. I don't know if you know about East Twenty First and how bad East Twenty First has gotten, mm-hmm. but no, East Twenty First is like the jungle, like legit. All and you we have live... to say is two first people like oh. people know. Yeah, people know exactly what you're talking about. It's the worst of the worst as part as far as it goes now. But when you first moved there, was it like that? No. Mm-hmm. East Flatbush was, East 21st was nice. Mm-hmm. It was nice. They still had white folks living in East 21st. Oh, okay. They still had Sorry, white folks is coming back. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the white folks, they still had white folks and they had the best apartments. Mm. The biggest apartments and the best apartments was uh, was around Flatbush. It was Flatbush. Okay. And the, the rent was cheap. And then, you know, like, I was about around, to say, how mm-hmm. much was the rent then? <laughs> the rent was like around. Two two fifty, two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. A month? A month. <laughs> oh. You know what I could do two hundred fifty dollars a month mm-hmm. to live? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would be For rich. It? Yeah, I would be. I would be rich. <laughs> and, then, oh. mm-hmm. and then when I um I met David. Mm-hmm. And David I was just about to ask you that. How did you meet my father? Well, how <laughs> how did I meet your father? Mm-hmm. I went to a party and somebody introduced me to him. Mm-hmm. And it was it was, it was right. It was eyes right. Okay. <laughs> Never knew he was married. Oh, <laughs> that was a secret he kept for me. For how long? He couldn't keep it that long. <laughs> because uh, I intervened. Because, you know, like, you know, Somebody comes in your life and you have to play detective to find out why so and so and so. So, so he's so playing. So. This is before social media. Okay, you, have to play this like you, just, you just gotta watch them and ask around. Hey, you know so and so. So what type of party was it? I always thought that like was it um was it a West Indian party? Yeah, West Indian okay. party. So Calypso. I, so his wife doesn't hang around those circles, so you wouldn't no, know. No. Okay. And he 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 always wanted a coat on his arms. Mm. A beautiful coat. He always want. He always go to the best. Fancy. When he, when he goes out, he always say he he don't want no shit ass behind him. <laughs> he, he likes somebody who can. Yeah. Somebody who, you know, who can hang. Yeah. And you know, like I would go out with him, and he was he he, he was a nice person, very nice person. He was a gentleman. Mm-hmm. He always respect his job. He always, you know, he used to work. Um, this time he was at customs. Yeah, he was. He worked at customs, and he always talk about being. He was in the army, he, the airborne. Mm-hmm. 
60 seconds airborne, mm. used to jump parachutes, and um, always uh, well dressed. That's that's something, and you could smell him from a mile. <laughs> oh, look, yeah, cologne in a car. <laughs> He, yo, he had a whole dresser, like a dresser by itself, just with like 50 different bottles of cologne. And then he had the cologne in the car. car. It was like... Yeah, everywhere you go, he had this cologne. <laughs> yeah. That smell good. Oh, yeah, he always smells good. You could, you, you know when he's coming. You, you smell him coming. <laughs> if you ain't see the foot. <laughs> you yeah. Seen that? Yeah. yeah. And love the liquor bottle. Uh-huh. <laughs> like someone I know. Oh, me? Hmm. Me, I mm-hmm. I don't drink as much as my dad. Love, and he carry like he like fancy places. He always carry fancy places. Oh. The first time I ever been to Windows of the World, I had my birthday party up there. He took me. He had a birthday party at Windows of the World for me, mm-hmm. which which was really nice. Mm-hmm. And um, buy you beautiful beautiful gifts, beautiful mm-hmm. gifts. When is your birthday? When is Mother's Day? He wine you, dine you. He would give you nice things. Mm. He's always a gentleman. He always a gentleman. Mm. So how did you find out he was married? Well, baby, I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> okay, one. I'm waiting. I'm waiting, mom. And um, sometime one day I asked him. I said, "Um, you work? I'm I'm looking at your shift." <laughs> oh, you never told. Well, this sound like how she would talk to me when I'm in trouble. So. Oh, you never took me to meet your family. Mm-hmm. And took me to meet his sister. Mm. This is Auntie Polly. Auntie Polly, Auntie Trouble Polly. <laughs> <laughs> what was Polly like back then? She was still a nice person. Mm-hmm. And Polly is the one who told me. My brother is... <laughs> you know my brother is married? I said, what? <laughs> he went berserk when she told him that <laughs> I, you know um i didn't want to say anything because i don't want to lose you and also I, by that time you were friends yeah 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 i don't want to lose you because my my wife don't like to party so now it became my wife <laughs> <laughs> my wife didn't like to party and you know this was I, before you had yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my wife didn't like to party and stuff. So, you know, I like how you used to party and stuff. And, you know, and you dress well and stuff, you know. And I could take you out and, you know, we had a good time. We used to have a good time. And then mm-hmm. I stopped talking to him for like about two or three months. And he went to his sister and he told his sister, Oh, he was so sorry that he did something like that. And, you know, you know, he's going to make up for it and stuff, you know. But in America, you become lonely and you you want friend, you Even though you know he's married. Mm-hmm. At this point now, I knew he was married. And I told myself, I said, look, I, I don't want to go from male to male to male to male. So mm-hmm. at, at that time, I put my cards down and I let him know. You married? We could be friends. Mm-hmm. We can we can be party friends, mm-hmm. and you know we had party going to party. We we didn't we started to go like less places now because I'm kind of like drawback and you know because I I, I love the guy, mm-hmm. and at the time he said, by that time, he telling me oh you got to go back to school you have to this you have to that that is the only how you will survive in this country and stuff. 
And I did take his advice. He always put, you got to go back to school and stuff. And I did take his advice mm. and went back to school. Mm. I went and I get my nurse's aid certificate. Mm -hmm. I went and I get my EKG license. I went and get my phlebotamine license. Mm -hmm. And I went and applied for a job in 1199 and I got into interfaith. This first, this, the second year I was in interfaith, I became pregnant with, with David. And I that's told you. Oh, that's <laughs> you. Yes, in case and, you didn't know, sir, that's you. <laughs> yes. And I told him, I said, I'm pregnant. Mm. He said, pregnant? Who? He <laughs> 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 said, right about now, I don't know how this is going to work out. Mm -hmm. I said, well, Abortion is nothing. I I don't think about. That. I don't want any abortion. And Even with the two kids already. I had two kids already. Mm. I said, mm. this might be my boy. Mm. So, at mm. the ending, <laughs> I said, let me dress. I said, if you don't want, if you don't want to be in the relationship, I already have two kids. I I can take care of myself. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and. He still say at this point how much contact do you have with your um with your first two baby fathers not really um well but he was um well i, I don't leave trinidad i forget about that forget you know I was, once i was in, in america trinidad wasn't in the, the zone anymore yeah. so uh -huh. he, he he came home one night and he told me he said what's the decision I say, my decision right about now, I am working yeah. so I can take care of my child. Mm -hmm. He said, that's how it's going to be? I say, yes. I say, you don't have to be around. I can go through this by myself. Yeah. Well, he didn't want to hear that. <laughs> he said, if my wife gets to find out about this, mm -hmm. this was going to be a divorce. And I have a lot to lose. Mm -hmm. Because I have my daughter and my wife and stuff. I say, you have to go on to your... You go on and live your life, I'll live my life. Mm. By that time, no matter what I told him, he still used to come around. <laughs> <laughs> he would come around, find out. That time, you know, we wouldn't have... We would just have... We'd just sit and talk and stuff. But, you know, you'd always look to have... What, what do I want? What, you know... What is happening? His sister would call. Everybody would call. At that time, I was kind of a little mad because I said, oh, Lord, I put myself in a predicament. But then What Granny said? Granny didn't care because Granny Granny said, is, is your body, you can do what you want. Mm -hmm. I said, well, this is my this was, this is my American baby. <laughs> this is my American passport, so I'm going to have my child. Mm -hmm. So when I was like about seven months pregnant yeah. with David, I... I went for a sonogram mm. and I, they wanted to tell me what's, what is the sex of the baby? And mm. I tell them, please don't tell me mm -hmm. because I would have been disappointed if it is a girl mm -hmm. and not a boy. Mm -hmm. So I said, don't tell me anything about it. I don't want to hear it. So mm -hmm. I went through my pregnancy. I, I was loved by all my staff. Everybody was, they had a big baby shower for me as mm -hmm. for, for you. Anybody I work with? Not Mapson. Mapson, okay, well, okay. Mapson. that's my charge nurse every night I work. <laughs> she was at my baby shower. That's the charge nurse that I work with every night. She was at my baby shower. Mapson was there. <laughs> you know, all of them was, 
they were very supportive to me, you know. Auntie Molly and Auntie Jerry? Auntie? Auntie Molly and Auntie Jerry? Auntie Molly and, oh, and Auntie Jerry. Jerry yeah. was, oh, well, rest God, that was my horse. Rest in peace. Yeah. And Auntie Molly, rest in peace. Two yeah. nice people. Yeah. And um, they, we all, we all, when I, um, I, at that time, my sister Beverly came up. Mm-hmm. I was still living on East 21st and Beverly came up. And I had, I, I went to the hospital, Brookdale. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael Jordan was born, y'all. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I went to Brookdale yeah. Hospital. And then when I went to Brookdale Hospital, mm-hmm. um, my doctor was Dr. Prime. I'll never forget that, man. He probably died by now. Mm-hmm. Dr. Prime. And he told me, um, I would have to have a C-section mm-hmm. because the baby is in um, something. The baby heart rate went down, mm-hmm. and he said, "In order for me for you not to for you not to die, we will have to have a C-section." Mm-hmm. So I would have to sign for it. By that time, Auntie Polly called your father. Mm-hmm. Your father was in the hospital. He stayed the whole night in the hospital. We live around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> spent the whole night in the hospital and then I never forget I was they took me into the OR at 314 mm-hmm. it was the you was born 314 8 pounds 4 ounces mm-hmm. and they say it's a boy mm-hmm. so I say wow <laughs> I say that's the best and then when um, your father hears a boy, this is the only boy child. He was so happy. He went, he had a bottle of liquor <laughs> in the car. <laughs> and say, I have to cheer for my son. I'm going home and be happy. Mm-hmm. By this time, his wife didn't know anything about boy child. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to keep it real, mm-hmm. He was always supportive, no matter what. He was there for him. Mm-hmm. And um, the wife got to find out about you mm-hmm. when you was like two years old. I think she found out through um, your uncle. Mm-mm. Oh, Peter. Peter. And because Peter and David mm-hmm. were talking about you. Mm-hmm. And you got to find out. Anyhow, the relationship. I wasn't. I wasn't with your father at that time. I just yeah. lose it. You know. I said, let me stay with my child and stuff. But then again, she she was she was kind of mad and stuff. But then again, she told them, if the child is your child, if you show that child is your child, you got to take care of him. So all your father wanted was the consent. Mm-hmm. So that time, she didn't know she opened the door for him to be coming out to see his boy child. Mm-hmm. And he always used to say, call you a jam boy. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't ever. Don't ever. Don't <laughs> he didn't ever. like the name Jamal. He no, never he liked, liked him. He, yeah, he didn't like, because he didn't like the way Trini people would say it. He didn't like the Jamal. Jamal. He's like, your name Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> your name Jamal. <laughs> so he didn't like the Jamal story. So he said, for the christening. Hmm. I still got that suit. <laughs> it's downstairs. Your son have to wear it. Yeah, I still have that suit. Yeah. I say you should frame it. Mm-hmm. And um, for the christening, he was there. 
and everything. Mm-hmm. But we still, we still had a, at the end, then we, we still had a relationship. Mm-hmm. We started to go back together and had a relationship. I woke, you know. Mm-hmm. But one thing I, I can always say, he give me all the respect mm-hmm. and everything. You never, um, think you ever talked to his wife? No, I never saw her. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you how I saw her. Mm-hmm. One day, we, I, I went home for carnival. Mm-hmm. And they had, in the grandstand, mm-hmm. I saw David walk, come, your father was coming up. I know he was going to Trinidad, because you know you always go to Trinidad. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lady with him. Mm-hmm. I, I say, well, that's probably his wife. So, you know, I, I'm that kind of person to go and approach him and stuff. And then, um, then I look at her. She had some, she had a lot of freckles. She had a lot mm-hmm. of freckles. She had freckled face. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, um, I, the next day I called him at his mother's house in La Brea. La Brea. <laughs> and mm-hmm. when I went to, he told me, he tell me, okay, she's in South, so I can come to La Brea. So I went to La Brea and I tell him, I said, I saw your wife. Mm-hmm. You see, you see where she came down for the carnival. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that was the last carnival the woman would have come down for. What year was this? Um... She died like about three years before him, you know. She, no, she died way before him. She died like in 94. My yeah. dad died in 2002. Huh? My dad died in 2002. Way, way, way before she died. Yeah, she died. We was in East 21st. I remember. That's the first time. That's the thing that makes me believe in like dreams and premonitions. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, um, I never forget this day. We on East 21st and I'm just hanging out with my mom. She's sleeping. I'm watching TV. She wake up one day like... Yo, I just had the craziest dream. My, your dad yelling out, Hazel, close the fridge. That was his wife's name. Yo, Hazel, close the fridge. She's like, yo, let me call your dad. He's like, let me call your dad, see if everything's all right. Call my dad. He's breaking down. His wife just died. Mm-hmm. She died at Brookdale Hospital. She died at Brookdale. What is the significance of the refrigerator? Like, what is it? So what I know, the like, refrigerator? they mean... It, it means no a lot idea. of things. What does I that mean? mean? I feel like my mother knows all that. I'm like, Mom, every time I have a dream, I call like, Mom, what does this mean? She's like, refrigerated. She probably, that was she was, was cold and they put it into the refrigerator. So oh. I got that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't. I, okay, I had no I idea. I had no idea. I just remember that I would never forget that my mom, she just said I randomly out of nowhere, I just had a dream. I just dreamed your father. And he keep telling, he keep yelling at Hazel to slam the front, stop slamming the refrigerator door. And called, she was she had passed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So all right. So mom, what we gonna do is we are gonna take a quick commercial break, and then mm-hmm. we are gonna come back, and then we're gonna discuss childhood, my childhood, and then growing up in Bed Stuy and stuff like that. Jesus, <laughs> thank you, mom. Hey, mama. Hi, mama. <laughs> For my mind, for mama to cry. Gonna keep you by the flame so high. Reaching out to all the mothers in the world. Sometimes just the way things are to be, yeah. Thank you, mama, for the nine months you carried me through. All those pain and suffering. No one knows the pressure you bear, just only you Give you all my love, oh yeah Thank you mama for the nine months you carried me through 
all those pain and suffering. No one knows the pressure you bear, just only you. It's my words and muttering. Mama, I will never let you down. I'll never go away. I'll always be around. You know why you do it? Such love that you found. I'm always gonna let you wear that crown. Through the roughest of times, you maintain your calm towers, your only end, yeah, while sheltering me from the storm. And when it's cold, you wrap me in a towel so warm. Oh my, oh my, I'm so glad I was born. Thank you, Mama, for the nine months you carried me through. All those pain and suffering. No one knows the pressure you bear, just only you. Give you all my love, oh yeah. Oh, thank you, Mama, for the nine months you carried me through. All those pain and suffering. No one knows the pressure you bear, just only you. This is my word. I'm gonna make you so proud. Such good, so you have. You're the one who teaches me all the good from the bad. Even when the system keeps pressuring my dad, you got IOs. Thanks be unto the most I got. Thank you, Mama, for the nine months you carried me through. All those pain and suffering. No one knows the pressure you bear, just only you. Give you all my love, oh yeah. Thank you, Mama, for the nine months you carried me through. All those pain and suffering. All my vision, aspiration, I owe it all unto you. It's my words and my offering. I'm a big man now, that's how things go. Things they do to survive, only diagnosed. They're sleep protecting us while watching us grow. You've been up, even when it's on the down low. Work so hard to see us go to school. Blisters on your fingers so they can't take us for food. I'm here for a purpose, I'm here to rule. Most I try, before I will see us through. Thank you, Mama, for the nine months you carried me through. All those pain and suffering. No one knows the pressure you bear, just only you. Thank you, Mama, for the nine months you carried me through. All those pain and suffering. No one knows the pressure you bear, just only you. Oh. It's my turn to make life I'm so mature, you know I've got my kids and my wife And I'm positively sure I'm doing fine And still can do so much more You're prepare me for the future My love, you deserve Keep doing your thing While others not knowing But deep inside your heart, mama You know where it was going Can a mother lose her tender care for her child That she's been showing Somehow, your stars keep glowing one of my goals when I was working, mm-hmm. I said, when I leave East 21st, mm-hmm. I am not going to go in no apartment building to live. Mm-hmm. I have to have my own house. And um, they were, uh, a friend of mine told me about Bed-Stuy. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about Bedstar. I didn't know how bad Bedstar is. I didn't know anything about Bedstar. All I know about is Flatbush. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend brought um application for me. So I'm just asking, like, all right, so Flatbush, all these West Indians, right? Mm. Did you know, like, outside of Flatbush that there's no West Indians? Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, okay. I know. And you work in the Bedstar at this time? 
Yeah, I was working um, at Interfaith because yeah. 33 years I worked at Interfaith. Uh, just, just so that you know, she worked at Interfaith during the crack era. She worked in a hospital during the crack era. So you can imagine the amount of times her leaving work, she see gunshot wounds. Oh, <laughs> like how, like the bedside was bad back then. Listen, bedside <laughs> was, you go down the streets, you see a crackhead. Mm-hmm. You come up the streets, you see a crackhead. You go to the store, it was a crackhead. Every, <laughs> and when I say crackhead, crackhead who leave all the vials by the side of the streets so once they finish. Mm. And and a lot of abandoned buildings, abandoned buildings, abandoned buildings. But yet they were building these new affordable homes. And I, look, I wanted my kids to have a home. So I said, mm. I am going to take the chance. And my friend brought me an application. Isn't that? No, no, no. It wasn't it Ashley? Um, oh, okay, Ashley. Oh, so yeah. it was Ashley. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause I, you know what? I remember it was Ned was supposed to move, was supposed to get one too. And but Ned she, didn't want it. She didn't want it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, he brought me the application and they said you have to have $10,000 to pay down. And for closing, you have to have like about seven 7000 So, so. <laughs> At that time... <laughs> Every West Indian know about Susu. Susu and overtime. And overtime. Susu and overtime. I work overtime, work time, every time, as they call, I'm ready. That time I was up in my prime. You know, I was up in the game. Anything they ask me to do, I'm doing. I I used to pay a Susu when I get... My overtime money, my regular check, this is how I used to do it. My regular check used to be, well, pay my bills, pay my rent. Uh-huh. The overtime money is what I would save. Mm-hmm. So that time I had a friend who had a susu, $500 a pay period. Uh-huh. So I had to work like about 10 days to get that five. 10, ten overtimes in a pay period? That's, 10 overtime to get. So that's every day you're working. You have to work overtime or you have to come in on your day off. And, get, and my... God bless my mother mm-hmm. and my sister. Who's Pamela? Pamela and Beverly used to help me out with mm-hmm. with David. Mm-hmm. I think so. And Samantha mm-hmm. used to be beating up my child. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right no, I, I just want to let you know. All right. So, I, throughout all the issues you've ever had with, um, with Beverly, being that she's the youngest, right? Mm-hmm. I've tried to have them too because I never liked how she interacted with you or the way she interacted with Omar, mm-hmm. which is your first grandson. So I never liked that. But I could always say every time I was I'm around Beverly, it's been nothing but genuine love. Like she always showed me like so it's always been difficult, you know, like you want to yeah, side I always said- want to side with my mother like no matter what happens, but it's like when I'm with Beverly Beverly, oh, Beverly is nothing but how my favorite nephew do it. You know what I'm saying? But she used to take care of you because, like, I used to pay her. Mm-hmm. That that time she used to this get paid. This when she was with Uncle Milton. No, 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 no. This before Milton. Yes, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm just saying she used to take care of you. She used to babysit you when I'm working overtime. Yeah. She to, what did I glasses my phone? Yeah, mm-hmm. she, when I'm working overtime, she would take care of you. Mm-hmm. And um, I did this for like about two years, two or three years straight to get the money together. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time I got the money together, 
I got a house on Kaskiasco, one of those bigger houses on Kaskiasco. Mm-hmm. But then and again, they say, when they look at your salary, I was not making enough to get the house on Kaskiasco. Mm-hmm. So you say they had two houses on Lafayette. Mm-hmm. And that I would have been able to get one, qualify for one of those houses. Mm-hmm. So the guy asked me if I wanted I, I said to him, I said, I don't care what it is. I need a house. I, I'm, I'm. I'm going to take what you got. So then he came and he told me, well, okay, 1025, that's the house that's next, next door, door. Mm-hmm. was somebody already got that one. So they only have one more house left, one more house left. Mm-hmm. That was 1027. Mm-hmm. I was lucky. Mm-hmm. I got it then. I remember the arm thing. I remember the in-house or whatever. No way I believe like we was actually going to move into the house and stuff like that. I still yeah. didn't believe at that time, like when we did the in house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had to have been like about what the five walk or through. six. Yeah, the walkthrough. The, mm-hmm. the open house. Yeah, that's what they call it. The yeah. open house. Yeah. We went yeah, the we got house. The, yeah, we did the walkthrough. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Chase Dongchong and the guy they had you know, you had in those times you have to show them where you're getting the money from. Mm-hmm. And then Auntie Molly wrote a letter stating how what hand I got, mm. how much money I would get. Oh, so it's Auntie Molly Susu. Yes, okay. and then you know that makes sense because you always see Auntie Molly have keep the money, <laughs> keep the money in her bra. <laughs> well, Jackie, how much after this? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And um, and Auntie Molly gave me the the, the money, mm. and Auntie Mapson, mm-hmm. I was like a, a um, fifteen hundred dollars short, mm-hmm. and. Mapson came and she Mapson give me the fifteen hundred dollars to put in the bank mm-hmm. and to show that I had all the money together, pull all the money together. Mm-hmm. By that time, the house has only cost like um three hundred and three hundred and fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. But in those days, it's three hundred fifty thousand, and the government would subsidize. You have to pay half, and the government would sub- subsidize half. And they say if you live in the house for twenty five years, they would write off. They would write off the taxes that you have to pay at the end. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm here 26 years. Mm-hmm. So I guess they write off the taxes of the house. Um, they subsidize subsidize taxes that you had to pay if you move before within before um, 25 years. You will have to pay them back money. Mm-hmm. So once you stay here for 25 years, you don't have to pay them that money. Mm-hmm. And we was, um, my kids always, I, I always dream about having a roof for my kids that they wouldn't be able to, to go out. I was very skeptical. I used to have my door closed. I didn't want them to go to the park. My son would blame me for not giving him a bicycle. <laughs> no, you know, the story, I remember that, like my bicycle, um, it has nothing to do with you. So if you still feel good off of it, I know it. what happened with my bicycle um, I had a I had a bicycle with training wheels at East Twenty First. Mm-hmm. I went. Uh, nah, I had a, I had a big wheel too, but I had a bicycle before that. I remember that a blue bicycle with training wheels. Mm-hmm. I left it outside in the apartment on the fourth floor. And somebody went. No, no. And I went inside the apartment. I come back outside twenty minutes later. That bike is ripped in half. I've never seen a, a steel bike in How? half. I don't remember. Like I don't remember. I'm looking at you, Marcus. I'm I'm not sure if Marcus is still locked up. Yeah, because I remember, like, Marcus, like, all of my friends at East 21st, like, legit, 
I think, like, a lot of people always ask me, like, I always tell you, like, the best thing my mom did was move to Bed-Stuy, which Bed-Stuy at the time was a worse neighborhood. But when I moved over here, I had no friends. All of my friends in Flatbush is, like, dead or in jail. In jail? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just seriously. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Oh, pick my pocket. Rest in peace to Armani, you know. Um, he was, I remember when his mom brought him home. You understand what I'm saying? So, to see what ended up happening to him, him. And who is, not in, who is not in jail? Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, I, yeah. Marcus ended up. And then you out. remember Alicia had some friends down by this by the cinema. Peanut. <laughs> Peanut head. I Peanut re- dead, you know. Huh? Peanut died. That's a matter tell me. No, Peanut got killed. Yeah. yeah, I remember Peanut got killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. Peanut. That's um my nephew's godfather. I don't know if you remember. Like my nephew had two godfathers. Mm-hmm. One who was a square, like square <laughs> button down, and Peanut was the street guy. You understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Omar had it. On both sides, and I used to always envy him because Omar used to have be able to have hair. He used to have the braids and stuff like that. So you know, airing in the air. My dad wasn't going for none of it. <laughs> he was really strict with him. Yeah, yeah, I'm a dad. And when we first came across here, mm-hmm. for him to go to school across the streets, the first day he came home crying. I am not going back to that school. The children is bullying me. I am not going back to that school. I say, wow. So I call the father and I tell the father, I said, the son saying he's not going back to school. And the father would not have it because he don't want to hear about not going back to school. Mm-hmm. And then he said, okay, he's going to, I said, we're going to send him to private school. That's how he come to go to St. John's, St. John's private school. Yeah. I, that, that's one thing I learned about this start early life. You have, like, everybody here knows somebody, like, they were born here. Their generation, everybody's generational deep in mm-hmm. Bed-Stuy. So everybody had their cousins here, their friends that they knew. You understand what I'm saying? So when I when I got here, I didn't know them. Mind you, I mean, this is second grade. So, like, I was, like, legit getting jumped, like, every single day. You understand? Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy the fact that that happened. I can't say that because it taught me how not to be, like, soft. I can say that. Like, not having a brother... Or my father not being in the home, mm-hmm. like he was like across the town. I believe that Samantha would beat up anybody for you, though. Samantha, yeah, Samantha, Samantha was always Samantha was always tough. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I remember that Samantha. Samantha used to um Samantha Samantha went to high school in the nineties, so Samantha carried around a box cutter. So, but as bad as Samantha was, Alicia. Now that was the bad John. That, that was the bad one. <laughs> that was the She was the bully. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody could hit Alicia. What? Now Alicia is like she like freedom out the window. You understand what I'm saying? At the yeah, you nobody she went, was touching. She, she had to the friends nineties. who was young, young yeah, people. Yeah, she was like she was built. She went to Erasmus, so Ooh. she was built for Brooklyn in the early '90s. And Brooklyn mm-hmm. in the early '90s, Erasmus, as you would imagine, was one of the worst schools. And so she was built for that. She early so. Yeah, exactly. So, um, well, I always wanted to ask you this, right? Um, did you feel like at um at a young age that I was gifted? Yes, yes. She's lying. <laughs> no, no, no. Why I say he was gifted? No. Why I was say he was gifted? Mm. He was a child. Always liked to be by himself. He always liked to be by himself. He didn't want to be bothered with nobody. And when he was younger, he used to pick up the Times paper to read. Does your brain still work? Sometimes. Sometimes. No, you used to, and you know, with a kid, a small kid picking up a Times paper, oh, we read the daily news and all of that. When his father brought the papers, he would go and read uh, the Times. He would, he liked the Times paper and stuff. 
But then again, in hobbies, he wanted to do basketball. And because of his flat foot, <laughs> and they always blame me for that because they say I didn't let him go and do the surgery before. Yeah, I was supposed to break my foot. But then and again, mm. he still wouldn't be able to do it because they had pins in his foot. Mm. And that would have been... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so at what age did you, you had that, surg- that surgery? My first surgery was at 16. I mean, no, it was like 17. And then the other one was like at 19. Yeah, so you had to, to yeah. go on. F- I think say sometimes it still hurts him. Yeah, when it rains and stuff. Yeah. so old. Wait, wait. Does it old people like when they need this? Yeah. It's raining outside. It do hurt. It do hurt. Yeah, I just looked at the... I have a picture of it. I have a picture of my x-ray on my phone. I was going through it the other day. Like, I have a huge screw in the middle of my foot. So, yeah. Um, I always I always wondered that because um, my grades were never... Were never good. It was always, like, okay. And it was always, like... And he never had about. a sum. No, I never had. No, that's one thing. I never had summers. Because he had to go to summer school. Don't matter, like it or not, I used to let him have to go to summer, I went to summer, summer school. school. Whether it was optional or not. Not. Yeah, I had, had to, to go, go to, to summer, summer school. school. I had to go to summer school. The first time he went out, he went to summer camp for 1199. He had like that. Remember? I, yo, do you know what it is about sleepaway camp? Sleepaway camp, you hate it when you're there, but when you leave, you only take away the good memories for some reason. They brainwash you like that. Cause I remember actually being there. I never really liked it, but I, when I left, it was like all I could think about was. And like he wrote the in the friends. newspaper. He always liked this kind of stuff. He, yeah. there, he wrote in the newspaper. He wanted to do, um, um, what what you journalism. call it? journalism? He always always like that. Always that was part of his passion, being to be behind a mic. Mm-hmm, yeah. And he always like that. Okay, so um, I remember um in like um grade school and stuff like that when um I had to see the um psychiatrist and things of that nature because I was acting out and stuff. How did that make you feel? I it didn't really make me feel no how you know why because some people need help and that was. Your your way of seeking help mm-hmm. is is either you do that or you go and you join the gang and that would have been your help. Mm-hmm. Thank God you didn't do that, mm-hmm. and you went and seek help mm-hmm. in that way. So it didn't really bother me. And now as I work psych, mm-hmm. I see some people can't really do it on their own. They need help. In they need help. I and all need help. Mm-hmm. But you see, I'm a strong person in the faith of God. Mm-hmm. So that is what where my strength comes now. Mm-hmm. If I if I wasn't into the church, I wouldn't be able to battle a lot of my my problems. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. family problems. Then my sister, Pamela, used to live on Flatbush, and she said she that time um, what time. When did these guys came in here? They had to have come. I was in high school, so about like sophomore year, 2002, yeah. 2003, something like that. Mm-hmm. They came up and, you know, mm-hmm. but Jamal wasn't into them. So they was there like they wasn't there for him. He wasn't into them. He more was into, what's the name of the guy over on, on Bushwick? Richard. 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 Yeah, my man. Richard and Matt. Richard and Matthew. Yeah. Those are the, his was his real, real buddy friends. Richard Rest in and peace, Matthew. Grandma. Yeah. Eh? Rest in peace, grandma. Remember, his grandmother died. 
Oh. Richard, yeah, his grandmother. Yeah. yeah. Spanish food, you're going to eat up all the people's Spanish food. <laughs> <laughs> and the grandfather fixing, what he used to fix? The TV. So he, he, just, the TV. he just died a few years ago, like yeah. two years ago. Yeah, grandpa just died. So, yeah. so he have the business? No, I think they closed and they moved to East New York. They closed it up and moved. Because ain't nobody have them big butt TVs no more. Mm-hmm. So eventually it kind of dried up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But used to fix TVs and radios and stuff like and that. And Matthew was always, Matthew was always, 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 always. My right hand, man. Yeah. yeah. Because Matthew came from St. John's too, right? Yeah, St. John's. We all met in third grade. We all met in the third grade. Um, only, only, um, what's his name? Oh. You met in... Andrew, Andrew I met in St. John's, but that was eighth grade. Oh, oh, But oh, me oh. and Andrew, we wasn't friends in the, like the eighth grade and stuff like. I, in fact, remember the girl I carried to prom, Christina, uh-huh. the little light skinned girl. Andrew was dating her, so uh, before that year, that was his girl. So I didn't even like Andrew from before. <laughs> <laughs> and then you stole his girl. No, I didn't. We just went to prom together, but she went to another school. So yeah, I think me and Andrew became cool through summer school. Would you believe that? Like we both was failing, we both failed math. So freshman year we became friends, and then like it was sophomore year where um we ended up going to math some school again sophomore year, and that's where I, um he start that's when he started bringing me around his way, which is like Monroe. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, if you're from the stars, like you understand like there's different areas and things like that. So where um I never fully got accepted on my block. You understand what I'm saying? When I started going to Monroe. For better or for worse, they fully accepted me there. You understand what I'm saying? From his grandmother to all his friends, you know, and things like that. Like my friend, Ali, you know, Jared, um, to my friend, Ramel. He went to St. John's, but we didn't become friends till I started going around Monroe and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was a big thing. So, let me ask you something. Um, all right, then. Around high school time and stuff like that, did you ever, was there ever a fear of me joining gangs and stuff? Yeah. Hmm. That was one of the, and then what made me think he would have gone into the gangs? He never knew I was a sneak. What do you mean? <laughs> Born into his books, and I seen this the, investigator, the sign of the gang, mm-hmm. the signs of the gang, the gang signs. So I'm like, okay, something is going on. He never told me, and um, one day. What what guy jump here for the right? Um, I've been jumped plenty of times. You know? Like at times I'm <laughs> that's not even so sure. Sad. No, like I told you, I've never been accepted on my um thing. And we're cool right now, me and um me and Ryan. But the first time, are you talking about that time where you actually had to hold me back? <laughs> oh man, yo, I think this had to have been like for I've just graduated junior high and I was going to high school. Gone from the library because this is before we had internet in our house, so we went to the library to go to the internet. Went, come home. Now I knew this dude. We always played ball together, but you know we was never friends like that outside of that. And then I walk, um, I'm walking. He run out to Chinese food There's, where the donut shop is. There used, mm-hmm. used to be a Chinese food place, and he was like, "Yo, run your pockets." But I'm thinking he played. I'm like, "Cause we play ball." I'm like, "Nah, you play." Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Whatever, whatever. I was like, "He's like, nah, you think I'm joking? I'll run your pockets." I'm like, "No." You talking about? And it's like yo. So he starts patting my pockets. So I slap his hands off. But around this time, I'm around the corner from my house. So I walk. And I get into my house. I don't know. I just kept walking while they were squaring me up in a bunch of dudes. So I don't know. My mom asked me to get a calling card, but in my mind, I'm running this back. Like 
nah, 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 I'm not taking this L. I'm not taking this. I'm not taking this. I see. So my mom tell me, go get a calling card. She doesn't know what's going on. I'm like, all right, I'll go get the calling card. So I go get the um, calling card. As soon as I call, get the calling card, I see him walking past the gate. I see him walking past the gate. I'm like, oh, it's lit. So I open up the gate. I cock back. And as soon as I cock back, I don't know what happened. It's like the force of God just grabbed like, me. It's mysterious. It just grabbed me. And I'm like, yo, why can't I hit him? I look. I see like 30 kids running across the street. I'm like, yo. And I turn around. It's her in a towel. I'm dead. And her towel coming to save my life. Because I was about to. I ain't going to lie. I didn't get demolished in front of my house. I didn't see none of them. I just seen him, tunnel vision, and my mom came and grabbed me. And, you know, but they respected my mother enough to not, you understand, to leave mm-hmm. me alone. But there was this one kid kept cussing in front of my mother. And I'm trying to get past her to hit him. Yo, my mother is the strongest woman I've ever met. I promise you. Because for some reason, it's not one of those like, yo, hold me back, hold me back, hold me back. No, like she legit, I couldn't get past her. Like she wouldn't let me get past her. I didn't know. That was like, nah, my mom beat me enough to, I knew how strong my mother was. <laughs> so, I, but she wouldn't let me get past her. So I think that's the time you're talking about though, right? What told yeah. you to come outside? Yeah, what told you to come outside? Like, was you just getting out the shower and you see everything going? Intuition. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like I always, but you know, one good thing I said he didn't go in the gang, mm-hmm. and I always said, I I take it to the Lord in prayer. I just prayed out, prayed out, prayed out. Mm-hmm. I say he's living in a bad area, and we got we're not gonna have this. We're not gonna have Satan coming around and trying to. Mm-hmm. Think. But you know, and it's a good thing he got his job and stuff now that you know they they, they respect him. Yeah, yeah. Um, most of the dudes like I had the issues with. I, like I said, I see Ryan all the time. Me and Ryan in school. Ryan, we had, um, I think it might have been like three, four years ago. I seen him by the laundry man. And I'm going to like give him that, you know, that mean look. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, in my late 20s. This has been since like 12. Mm-hmm. I stopped. I was like, yo, look, I don't even want to do this no more. And it makes no sense. Like, uh-huh. he's like, he's like, yo, I've been off of it. He's like, yo, we both have kids at this point. He's like, it make no sense. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? What, mm-hmm. are, what are we doing this for? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And from then on, we've always been cool and we've always given each other. And then from then, most of the kids that that happened to, they've been... In jail. They're in jail. You understand what I'm saying? So it's the same thing there. You have to say tango yeah. for the strong mother you have. For real. All right, so... I wanted to ask you too. Um, when I failed out at um, BMCC, I think that was probably one of like my adult life. That's probably the most depressing thing that's ever happened to me because I felt like I couldn't find no purpose or anything like that. How did how did you feel? I felt I felt terrible. Hmm. I felt terrible because okay, I knew you wanted to go away for college, mm-hmm. but I know I didn't want him to go because he wasn't. The kind of person what will go away and come back with something. No, wasn't disciplined enough. You understand? Mm. He wasn't that kind of person what would say, okay, I'll go to Sarah Cruz or go mm. to this college or something and come back with mm. something. He wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. So I say, if you take local college, you can do a lot too. Mm. Took him to BMCC hand. Holding his hand <laughs> in the MCC, signing up the papers. 
<laughs> my boy was not focused though. How no how at all. Yeah, the fr- I got past freshman year like that's when freshman year is when I knew like I was actually like I might have actually been gifted because I never went to class, I never studied, but I passed everything like freshman year. It wasn't um it wasn't till like sophomore year where I had to apply like studying habits that I and had, didn't want to that do was, that. No, they were non-existent because even up till then, like, with Lachlan, I passed them classes off for just passing them classes. You understand what I'm saying? I never studied. I never really did homework or anything like that. I just passed. The only thing I had issues with was math. And, you know, summer school, they break it down to you so easily, so you have to pass it. They just let me walk. But BMCC sophomore year was the first time I was like, this thing is actually, like, too hard for me to actually, like, mind you, this BMCC, so I imagine if I would have went away. Like, it was difficult for me to, like, grasp without studying. And I tried to pick up, like, books, and I'm like, I just can't retain it at this point. You understand what I'm saying? It was, like, it was a lot, so I just stopped going. And when I stopped going... He started to get depressed. Yeah, it's just... Because he couldn't get a job. No matter where he, uh, where he applied, um, he wasn't getting no job. So let me ask you something, right, Mom? Mm-hmm. Did you know what I was doing at that point in time? No. Could you tell me? I was. You know I was scamming. Scamming what? People's money. I was scamming. I was scamming accounts and credit cards, and I was doing breaking and entering with Peter. We was breaking and entering drug dealers' houses and taking money and stuff of that nature. You know, mommy's still strong. She can still box you right yeah, now. Yeah, this is. But this is has to be. This is about twelve years ago. And it was there I made the decision, like, I am just not a street dude. You understand what I'm saying? And it was from there. Yeah, I went back to it. And it was from then on in. I was on the street. What about that? I saw the gun downstairs. The gun downstairs. You do. You see. That was when I. But by that time, I was still doing the little street things I was doing. You understand what I'm saying? I was still... This was before that happened. You know what I'm saying? So all of us at that point in time, we had... We would... We were partying in Brooklyn and every barbecue you go to is a shootout or stuff like that. Like, my crimes were non-violent crimes. I mean, well, I don't know if you call B&E like a breaking and entering like a non-violent crime. But yeah, for the most part, it wasn't anything where I had to look over my shoulder. But like, we are going to all these parties where if you outside if you're going to the elks or if you're going to sea breeze and stuff of that nature back at this time these are just things you have to have it's like you have a pair of uptowns you have a gun at that time so that's just what it was at that point in time so um did you know how deep i was at a point yeah um, Honestly, if the streets didn't kill your mommy, knew she probably would have killed you. <laughs> and then that would have been it. Yeah, that probably would have been it. Um, I think like what ended up happening, and um, what really ended up happening was two things. It was like honestly, this whole thing it became a, like a perfect storm. Um, me and Andrew we used to always talk to Prince. We used to always talk to Prince about because Prince he had a death wish. This one when his brother died. And because his brother died like about like six, seven months after his mother, mm-hmm. he had a death wish. So Prince was robbing anything and everybody. So he didn't care. He wanted somebody to kill him. He just didn't know it. But me and Drew, we sat him down like, yo, what are you honestly doing with yourself? You get what I'm saying? None mm-hmm. of these things have any merit or anything to it. And he, just, he didn't know himself. So 
what had ended up happening around these days was this was the MySpace days, and this one was cool to have like a party click and stuff like that. So Andrew decided by this time Andrew's selling weed. Andrew say Andrew saves all the money he's done, he's selling weed with. Prince is scamming. He had Prince matched half of the money that he went, and they threw a party. And then from then on in, it was like we made money off the party, and then we was like, oh wow. We can, you know, we can do some. And then it was like the next summer after that, Prince decided to just be like the mixiest guy in the world. And he's like at every bar party and every barbecue. And he gets like a lot of recognition in the streets. Because by that time, he already had a reputation as being a tough guy. But then he just made a reputation for being like a networking kind of guy, putting a party promoting and stuff. So we started doing a party promoting and that made a little money. And then we got into the cameras and stuff like that because everybody was rapping. Everybody had their little dance that they wanted to put together, and we figured out a way to make money from it, doing the little camera. Because you remember when we was running around with the B-Cat cameras, so... What camera, by the way? My, that can, um, Jared got it. Did you give away the camera? Yeah, it was old. <laughs> it was old. <laughs> no, seriously, it was old. Because I don't really do um camera work as much, and the um studio that I go to for the cameras, they have their own set of cameras, so I could take it out at any time. But, yeah, so, so that's how we Trishan transitioned into that. Um, let me ask you some. Um, as far as an entrepreneur, right? Do you ever see me being completely independent, just doing the entrepreneur thing? Cause you've seen it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I wish you all the best. Uh-huh. If that's what you want to do, but mm-hmm. still be on somebody's payroll. Payroll. Yeah. My mom wasn't worried about insurance. <laughs> Yeah, because what are you going to do? Do you know how expensive it is to, like, get... You know how expensive it is to be sick and you don't have insurance? I can't that relate. I've always been on a love. <laughs> nah, I remember the it's one year... Both, the one year in between, like, when I was... I got my job at 27. Same year my mom got a job. I got my job at 27, but there was a year 26 because, you know, Obama pushed it to 25. Mm-hmm. And I went to go see my doctor, Dr. Boyd. That's my pediatrician. I've been going to him since 1989. Love him to death. Um... I went, I went there, and this is before they knew I was off insurance. And then I came back home. Two months later, I get a bill, like three hundred and thirty dollars for like one doctor's visit, one checkup. I was like, wow. Okay. I remember um, it was like this past summer. Mm-hmm. I was leaving one job to go to the next one. So that insurance had just finished mm-hmm. at the end of June. The next one was going to start in August. Mm-hmm. I got sick July 3rd and I had to go to the hospital. I was like, I don't have insurance. <laughs> this is going to cost me so much money. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I mean, you can ask to be like, you can bill it. Mm-hmm. And then when your insurance kicks in in August, you send your insurance. Sure. I was like, but still. So it's like, a just like how's I was fine all year. And, and that one, one day, month, when... I don't have insurance is the month That's that I get, get sick. sick for... All right, so Ma, you're obvi- all right. it looked like you're obviously bothered about what I just told you, right? No, no, no. I'm not, I had, I, and, and listen to me. Uh-huh. You think I'm, I always had intuition uh-huh. that was something was going on with you. But I couldn't point, pinpoint what it was. Yeah. I couldn't pinpoint what it was. But I'm glad you tell me. Uh-huh. And I'm glad if you come clean, I am happy for you. Uh-huh. I was always, but let me tell you. You see God? Mm-hmm. Don't play with God, people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't play with God, people. You Like it as we say in New York, Mount the OBI walk. 
<laughs> is that what is what have in your life? You have to say thank God for that. Now, there's been plenty of like missed situations and things like that. It have many things that you went down and I went down in sackcloth and ashes and pray for you. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it's the prayers of our parents and our grandparents that have kept us going for so long that we don't even know. Yes. I, I feel like it's like I know my mother's a woman of God and she prays a lot, but I feel like I don't know to what extent, how much, and how That's hard. That's right. And if I don't have him on that Saint Michael's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that is his battle fight, and he don't mm-hmm. even know that. Sure. Even if he don't light the candle, I have to light the candle. I, li- I, I enjoy lighting my candle, but <laughs> um, I I mean I guess at this point, um, I guess now you understand like how deep me and Andrew's friendship actually like is. Oh yeah, yeah. you could have died together. <laughs> yeah, we actually could have, and I ended up picking him. Over somebody whose last name is Antoine, you get what I'm saying, which is like to this day still one of the like the hardest decisions. So what become of Peter? Peter right now is upstate. He has a daughter. Mm-hmm. He is, from what I heard, legit, but he doesn't really talk to his father. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Peter was one of those like too smart for his own good. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like he was. Smart he was Peter a was whisk. always a genius at anything you pick up. Like. He was one the best chefs, the best at video games. You know, anything that used his brain, he was good. It just so happens that he put his brain towards scamming. And this is like before, like, scamming was know, a thing. you know, that kind of mischief yeah, requires no, a lot of brain brains. power. It, it, it did. Preta was the first person. Like, a lot of the people, like, even to this day, like, that I know who do scams and stuff like that. Like, a lot of it is, like, offspring of what Peter Peter started. Peter was one of the originators in Flatbush. Like, Flatbush is like, you hear how everybody's scamming in Flatbush and stuff like that? Peter was one of the first persons to know what I can do with a social security number and a full name and a date of birth. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, if he would have put, he's one of those people, if he would have put his smarts to anything else. I'd be a lawyer or something. He, he would have, anything, anything. You know what I'm saying? As a lawyer, he can think how the criminal would and he'd be like here's exactly how they would have done no, it no he would he could have been a good criminal lawyer he would have been yeah um, peter is one of those people and he's mind you he's a year younger than me peter was um thing peter was a year younger than me and he's teaching me how to do crime you know what i'm saying so that was always um thing yep that was peter all right so mom um you how do you think i feel about you you respect me mm-hmm. which is good I, that's you do all your shit, but you do respect me because it is yeah it is you just tell me when to get off the train, mm-hmm. and I do respect that. Mm-hmm. And you notice, know, anytime mm-hmm. you get off the train, I get off the train. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, you love me mm-hmm. because I do certain things that show you love, and I bring love into your life because no matter what it is, sometimes you do enough assness. <laughs> <laughs> enough assness mm-hmm. and I save you by the bell mm-hmm. so if a person don't love you they wouldn't do that for you mm-hmm. of all my children mm-hmm. you is the one who I just show all the love to mm-hmm. and everybody will say I just baby you mm-hmm. but it's not that I baby you it's just I want the best for you mm-hmm. And a mother's love will never fail when she wants the best for her children mm-hmm. or her child. Mm-hmm. And in this world, 
if you don't have that to go along with, mm-hmm. you might not have a father in the doorway mm-hmm. or a male, a dormant male mm-hmm. in the doorway. But at the end of the day, you still can turn back to your mother and cry on your mother's shoulder. Oh, sure. Um, what do you think about me as a man? You have a lot of growing up to do still. Do you feel like my dad would have been disappointed? No, he would have shown you a lot of ropes. He, he would have, he would have, he would not be disappointed because no matter what he he would have he would have he would have shown you a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Because your father was no easy target too. Mm-hmm. What I mean, he would have shown you how to know what to do mm-hmm. when you get in certain situations. You could have go to him and talk to him and stuff. Mm. You would have been that person. You would have been a father in your life. Mm. Um, all right, then. So um, I just want to uh, let you know that um, I get it. I get, like, the hard work that um, thing that goes into um, raising me and the person that I've been. Um, and it's not easy. Um, it's hard at times for me to, like, show, like, the gratitude because it slips my mind. You get what I'm saying? So if I've never told you, like, I appreciate you, I want to let you know that I appreciate you and um, I love you. And, you know, I even still have my moments. I remember, like, I was in, like, I had, like, sixth, seventh grade, junior high. I'm still laying in my mother's bed. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I've always been a mama's boy. And um, I like to... I'd like to tell you, like, I appreciate you for allowing me to be that and showing me nothing but unconditional love. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't been easy. Um, I don't think, I think we both were learning bed at the same time. You understand what I'm saying? So a lot of the, the things that I've learned by myself, I appreciate it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think it's taught me independence i don't you know i've never felt like i've needed anybody and i think we've gotten to that point when we've argued before like i think you know like i could be so stubborn to the point where it's like i don't need anybody or anything like that but i think like you working the overtimes and stuff like that has taught me that like you're one of the most proud people i've ever met i remember like you've had like best friends on your job betray you (laughs) and you've kept it like pushing like nothing happened you didn't drag their name in the streets people would never know you've had an issue with them never and you just you know call them curse them out on the phone and none of that yeah never and um you've always taught me how to handle my issues and stuff with um with grace you understand what i'm saying i think to this day like a lot of my friendships even with andrew when we've had a we've had breakdowns nobody's ever known you understand what I'm saying? And I've gotten that from you. I've gotten a lot of my best qualities from you. And um, I just wanted to have this conversation because I wanted to make sure that you know how much, how, how much I love you, you know. And I don't think, I've never gotten to have this conversation with Granny, which I still regret because um, she was one of the um biggest exactly. biggest inspirations in my life you understand what i'm saying like she came here she didn't ask for no handouts or anything like she came here after you got her apartment worked with them jewish people you understand what i'm saying kept mm-hmm. the head afloat had the utmost pride you know about what she did so 
and but I mean I get you here and I get to um give you you know your roses while you're still here and while you can still smell them and it's on record you understand what I'm saying <laughs> it's forever on record I could play this for my kids they could play it for their kids and they could kind of figure out your struggle and you know your journey it, it'll never be a mystery it's like right now that's why this episode was like so important for me and so is there anything you'd like to say Shut up. <laughs> well, um, of all, um, I got three kids. Uh-huh. Alicia, Samantha, and David. Uh-huh. All three are different. Uh-huh. All three kids have qualities that now I have seen being a mother and working hard and having my kids, it paid off. Uh-huh. Through it all, Alicia went back to Trinidad, mm-hmm. which was a blessing in disguise because nobody knew what would have happened to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud of her because when I go home and I see the things that she achieved now as a woman, mm-hmm. I feel proud of her. I love her dearly. She might have, how many kids she have? Six. Six kids. My six grandchildren from her. Who's your first? Omar. <laughs> Omar Omar is so old now it's like is he because you have your youngest grandchild is one <laughs> so you know so your first one so your first one 29 <laughs> yes Omar mm-hmm. uh, Omar is Omar I love him to death that's my brother Omar knows mm-hmm. things that we don't even know about spiritually mm-hmm. he's, he's from the spiritual realm so we have to keep him there and he's always been that person and he and thanks God for Granny for him for that. Because yeah. Granny used to drag him to church with a tight, tight pants and he'd go in. Yo, I can really see like as much as people used to be like Omar was a problem child, I used to I used to provoke him. I used to provoke him. I remember time. one weekend on Mother's Day, my mirror is still breaking my break front. Omar cursed me out or something. I think it, when I looking back at it, I think he was angry because of his mother not being here. And he didn't have it. it. Was a Mother's Day. It was around Mother's Day. Never mm. forget that. Mm. And he and David got into a fight. And David tell him, "Don't you ever disrespect my mother." And he put his head through a glass door. And I think that he respect him from that because you see where it was coming from. And it went all into the, the prison. That, that was the last time we fought, mm-hmm. yo. Because we used to fight like cats and dogs. Every time they fight it. Yeah, yeah. And it, anyhow, but God bless him. He he's a, he he's a good person. Yeah. Samantha, my second daughter. She's a nurse. She's a very nice person. But when she gets to know her. <laughs> when you get to know. <laughs> she is a bully. <laughs> she will bully you when she wants something done. But she's a nice person. She has a good heart. She don't want nothing to go wrong with her brother. All she does say, I encourage him to do everything. I, I don't let him do nothing. Mommy, how would he learn? Da, 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 da. But I, you know, I always say, Jay, I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. Mommy, why why you keep doing that for him? He would never learn. He would never grow up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, she meant well. She didn't mean she didn't mean anything. She meant well. Mm-hmm. He got into trouble on the job. She was there for him. And I was there for him. 
David, mm-hmm. we love you. Mm-hmm. I will be happy to see you straighten out your life. I've given you five more years in this life. Mm-hmm. You become a real man. Mm-hmm. And show the world that you is a mama's boy, but a mama's boy who doing things for yourself. Get your life straightened out. You have two kids. Love them. Cherish them because we don't know what is going to happen. In, in this life, nobody knows what is going to happen to them, but cherish everything. Be on your job. Be, be respectful. Do not, disres- uh, do not disrespect anybody on your job. Remember, your job is your job. Sometimes it gets really tedious, but at the end of the day, that is what giving you a living. That is what making you have a phone. You don't have to beg nobody for your phone. That is what making you have your pair of sneakers. That is what making you have all your, your name brand stuff. <laughs> this is what sometimes you, you could, uh, at least if somebody asks you for something, you could still give it to them. But you have to show yourself and give yourself mm-hmm. that time mm-hmm. and have time for the Lord. That is one thing I'm asking you. Mm-hmm. Try and do something and say, well, okay, at least once a month or twice a month, go to some church door and ask God forgiveness for all what you have done wrong. Mm-hmm. And you would see your life moving in a different direction. God moves your life in a different direction. Some of your friends, you have to leave them by the wayside. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I don't know who they are, mm-hmm. but some of them, you just have to leave them by the wayside. See, like how your mother leave a lot of people by the wayside. Mm-hmm. My phone don't even ring anymore because I love me now. Mm-hmm. I'm taking care of me. Mm-hmm. I'm taking care of me. And this this home we live in, mm-hmm. we had to say, thank God for interfaith. Mm-hmm. Everything that I got in this life is from interfaith. Mm-hmm. Everything that you have is from interfaith. Mm-hmm. We cannot curse the jam. Uh, shout out to interfaith for my two pairs of Pradas. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the Pradas? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And all the, the Gucci belt and all of that, <laughs> that's from interfaith. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, one love, if we... If we Live like this, we can build a family and go through life. Mm-hmm. When you fall in, I pick you up. Mm-hmm. When I'm falling, you dare for me. It's just like a family life is a good life, but mm-hmm. you just have to know how to live it. Mm-hmm. And accept changes. Mm-hmm. Changes do come. Sometimes, like yesterday, you told me something, and I, I, you know, I just say, all right. You tell me you don't like the other side of him. As that means he has a bad side. And he don't like that side. Well, I think he was man enough to say he had to leave that side because you want to be on his good side. You want to continue being on his good side because the bad side, he don't like it. And I'm happy that he could relieve himself and say, you know, I don't like that side. Let me stay away from that side. But then and again, you could get back on that side if somebody push you. But then and again, you have to tell yourself, I ain't going there. Forget about it. Leave that. Leave me alone. Yeah, because you nah. I think, um, Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, now, um, one thing growing up, your bad side was always the worst. Jesus, you remember Christ. your temper? <laughs> I must have this house in a minute. Yo, she she used to destroy her own property just to prove her point. <laughs> 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 you know, how many doors we done been through? 
Yeah, I, hey, I had that. My mom, my mom was the first. My mom is the reason what I know what a, an actual legit choke is. Like, if you can't talk, you can't. If you can't breathe, you can't talk. So when somebody telling you I can't breathe, they have a little bit of breath. Because <laughs> I, I remember my mom put her hands around my neck. You choke hold. No, it was one hand. There was no chokehold. It was one hand because Granny strength. said she thought something was missing out of her purse. Mom grabbed me by my neck and put me up against the wall. And I'm trying to tell her, like, yo, I can't breathe. But the words can I'm come one, thing with, one thing with my kids. <laughs> they never take any of my property. She found, it, she found it five years. Um, she found it, like, five minutes later. The stuff never. that my grandmother said that I took out of her purse. She, oh, hold on, I did find it. Jacqueline, Jacqueline, <laughs> we in the bathroom. She here. She don't know what's going on. <laughs> I did fly and, Oh, Jacqueline, I did find it. <laughs> <laughs> now poor you just that's why I asked God to, but I asked God to take away that temper from me because I was really really bad I, I man I could see out in a minute and all that. <laughs> but you know now I'm, I'm very 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 calm I prefer not to say anything yeah. and do my thing for myself that's why and I, that is bad as, no but the thing is like that's why I tell like um Oh, my little cousin and stuff. Like, yo, like, y'all got it good. Like, I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember. Because you know what happens? Like, when they get, like, when moms become grandmothers, they become so soft. And then, like, the things that, like, my nieces and my nephews do, I'm like, if I did that. <laughs> it whoop your ass. 20 years ago, I would be whoop. in a. I would be casket ready. <laughs> my yeah. nephew drew on the leather couch in a pen. I was like, oh my God. My mother was She's like, well, be... what can I do? She was like, if I beat him, that solves nothing. I'm like, what, what about what? us? What? I wish. No, my mom can never get away saying, I would. What? I see Nava come here. <laughs> and Nava running up and down, up and down, up and down. She snatched something. The father snatched her. Something she do, and I, I hit her. I tell the mother I hit her. The mother tell me I was right because, you know, something she do and I had two lashes in her behind. Oh, take the food and she scattered it all over the table <gasps> in a temper. I said, come, sit, sit your ass down. Pow, pow, pow. I said, Lord, why am I hitting this? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, mind you, me and my mom used to do laps around the coffee table when she had she had the um the pipe from the vacuum. <laughs> we used to do that. Why? Why are you thinking that day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And all of that was happening. But, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, dress be strong, son. Dress mm. be strong. I love you. Dress be strong. I appreciate you doing this, Mom. Thank you so much. Dress be strong. And what is it? Tina, right? Mm-hmm. Tina, I love you all. Dress be strong. There's a lot behind youth. Mm. Embrace it. Because mm-hmm. when you get older, youth ain't coming back. <laughs> youth your is knees not don't back. feel the same. <laughs> youth is your not blood sugar way up. Mm-hmm. Your, youth, your livers crying. <laughs> kidneys not don't com- work. Youth is not coming back. <laughs> that don't mean you must go there and drink a whole bottle of liquor. I don't. Drink no, that. I don't drink. I'm, you like, don't you drink? really think? You, you really? No, I don't think as much as she thinks I drink. She thinks I'm my father. Like my father needed. Like he used to drink every day, like all the time. Like I drink like once a week, you know, but. You could cut it out too. I've I've only seen my mother drunk once. 
Yeah. I've only seen my mother drop off. Now, if you met your mom when she was a yeah, fetter. Yeah, when she was fetting. <laughs> when she was I never, I never, used, I never used to be, I used to be high on my own heights, you know, music, music. Mm-hmm. My adrenaline used to flow with music because I used to, um, could wind down from top to bottom. <laughs> and I was always the life of a party. And all my friends and them was yeah, always love to be like, around me. Every, and if you ever wondered like where I get my personality from, like the jokes and stuff, it's from her. Yeah, yeah, always the life of the, the party. The bus ride. Yo, it used to be so embarrassing because she was always the loudest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't, but you know, I took my kids a lot of places. They yeah, see a lot yeah, of things. We did, we did. Did, yeah. I carry every bus ride my train and used to be on every every bus ride every church bus ride oh, everything I take my train and them I always mountain. I never used to leave my kid with all the hard work they could never say Samantha was always telling people I lost you know a lot of things uh-huh. through I carrying them and doing things yeah. I always look out for my kids my kids was always my first priority I can I can legit say that you know I never felt like you and, put uh, no nigga over me or anything like I, that and not even that and they always have food, no matter what, in the kitchen. Except for when she go to train now. Fend for ourselves. Every man for themselves. Uh, it is. So I'm going to train that. You figure Adult. it out. Bad out. Adult. Yeah. Oh, man. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, son. I love you. I love you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. AD podcast, man. We'll be happy back. Mother's Day, guys. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Thank you, mommy. Yeah, this was so, good. This is therapeutic. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Thank you.